Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Yeah, cool, man. Hey, thanks for jumping on the video. Good to meet you. My no name is Tim. How are you? What's up, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. Starting my day here in London, so early for me. Oh, really? What time is it there? Well, not early. It's about coming up to 11 a.m., but I've been up since about 6 a.m. doing the school run, oh, yeah. taking the dog for a walk, all that all that rock and roll shit. Oh, I, know, know? I know all about it, man. I know all about <laughs> it. I'm waiting for If you hear my, my crew is about to come home, <laughs> so okay. if you hear that, we've got storms, got everything happening at the moment, but... uh. Dude, it's it's good you could join us on the show. That's for sure. I mean, uh, this new album is is incredible. Cool, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, we're very proud of it, man. We're excited for for the, the reaction when it comes out. You know, we think it's going to be good. <laughs> well, man, I had I had a really good experience with it last night because we've just been having last two nights we've been having these crazy storms up here. So yeah. I uh, jumped in the car after jamming with my death metal band, chucked it on. And as I was driving, I was driving into this massive storm, like huge, like hitting lightning, hitting everywhere. It was like the soundtrack for this, you know, big chaotic <laughs> thing. And it was, it was so cool, man. It was amazing. So now it's burnt into my brain. I've got this connection with this album now. You know what I mean? Right on. Yeah. yeah. Chaos and fury. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> That's what you want. That's what you want out of a metal record, man. Just fucking chaos. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, you know, the whole thing about it is it's filled with absolute bangers too. Like, man, oh, thank you. to finish. Like, there's, but there's parts in it I really like too. Like, there's the, the bass tone at the start of uh, Can't Escape the Waves. Yep. Man, huge. Yeah. And Bastards. Sounds like it was written for, like, some big arena as well but it's still it's got heaps of memorable moments and and melody throughout it did it, what how was it finding that m- balance after coming from gravity it, it just it, it just was what it was you know we just kind of hit upon this this sound and this this way of writing songs right now in our career which we couldn't be happier with you know it, i just feel like you know the last six albums and 15 years plus is it's just all been channeling to, to this that's how, that's how it feels and that's how it sounds to me you know it's like it's got everything that you you would expect from from Bullet, but just on a completely different level. You know, like the melodies are stronger, the riffs are more intense, the, the drumming is ferocious, the, the just the feel of the record as a whole is um, yeah, it's pretty intense. You know, there, there are moments of, of of calm, like kind of skip the waves and rainbow veins, and moments where you know you get a bit more melody for for your buck. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. We just kind of just just in a good place creatively and musically right now. You know, it's just keeps pouring out of us we got so much more stuff that we haven't that's not on the record that we can release post record as well we've got like another really? six tracks or something. yeah another six tracks ready to go um we're just a songwriting machine right now so it feels good man 
See, that's awesome. You know, that you've you've got that, you know, that that creative uh flow happening. Especially, I mean, it's since it's being a uh self-titled album most bands when they hit that it, it signifies a new beginning or it's a, a time stamp in their career uh is that is that the meaning behind going yeah. self-titled title yeah, that, that's exactly it that, that's you know it just feels like the band is in a just a, a different place man it, it feels fresher and more energized than ever i think you know after after we recorded the record and lived with it you know management like we're like you know it's time boys <laughs> you know? so we're like, All right, cool. you know we were we didn't really kind of think about it really but it was suggested to us by a lot of people around us which you know they're not involved and not emotionally involved in the writing and recording of it like the band you know they just kind of yeah, hear yeah. it like you guys have heard it and they're like fuck you know and it just it just feels like yeah it just feels like the time is right to really put you know the band's name as a stamp on on what we do and you know, it just it just feels that time's right, and I, I don't feel like the record could be any better, and I don't feel it could represent what where the band is and who it is right now in 2021. You know, absolutely, absolutely. I was talking to an, another uh, journalist friend of mine who who's heard it, and he's like, "Fuck me, this album is incredible," and we were both agreeing like, it, it really is such a strong release. I think, man, everyone is gonna absolutely love it. So you're going to be hitting the road with it, and I think it's going to be massive, dude. You feeling yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it, uh, hopes. I, you know, you can never tell, man. You know, the world, the world's a weird place. You know? But you know, we, we just we just write to to deliver what we think is the best version of, of the band at that moment in time when we're recording. You know, we're not really looking for a chart success or anything. You know, we've never been a band that's really been bothered about that kind of stuff. But you know, it would be nice if the stars aligned and we could get maybe a couple of number ones around the world. I'm not going to lie. That would be phenomenal, you know, but, you know, I just want people to enjoy it as much as we do. That's, that's kind of all we ever want is for is for the fans to like it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with, with all the current world events and things like that, you know, I, I'm guessing it wasn't without its challenges as well. And, you know, it got pushed back a little bit. Um, how is it creating it, though? You know, it feels like it's definitely a record for these times and, and what's going on now. You know, is that something that was the reaction of, of the last couple of years for you? No, it, it was just, you know, the whole process was business as usual up until, you know, mid-March 2020 when the world just yeah. kind of shut down. You know, we, we were, you know, we we're very lucky. We, we started the process. We didn't have to, but we started it in 2019 during downtime of tours and gravity. We like, you know, Let's combine rehearsals with with writing sessions. So we went to residential studios and just camped down for two weeks at a time whilst we were rehearsing for a certain tour. But after rehearsals was done, instead of going home for the rest of the day, we stayed in the studio and wrote songs, you know, and it was the best decision we ever made in hindsight, you know, because if we hadn't have done that, we probably wouldn't have even be finished with the writing of the record yet, you know? Um, so yeah, we had the direction. We had a few of the key tracks ready pre-pandemic um and obviously then mid-march the world just kind of shut down as it did here in the uk and we couldn't get back at it until kind of mid-summer 2020 so so you know it, it, it was a pain in the ass but the, you know we were confident on what we were doing and, and where it was going we just needed to kind of be patient and just do a lot of remote writing and writing at home as as possible, you know? so, man and that was it so were you writing it all together to begin with yeah, yeah. Like I said, we were all we, we, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of, kind of 
doubled up with the the rehearsing and and just thought instead of just rehearsing for three hours a day, yeah, yeah, that's just, right. Yeah, we just thought you know let's let's use the time man and let's let's bunker down and just write some songs, have some fun, throw riffs down, throw vocal ideas down. We're not writing a record, we're just we're just writing songs to start the process. You yeah. Know? What was the first seed of it? Was there that one riff that you sort of looked at each other and went, "Whoa, that's the one." Yeah, well, the, the, it, was the, it was the it was the first song really. We'd written about nine, ten songs in this six to eight week period. We were on and off writing, and they were okay. They were they were up and down stylistically. There was no real kind of rhythm and continuity between them. There was nothing technically wrong with them, but it didn't feel no one was getting like proper excited about it. You know, they were they were good. Um, and then I wrote knives. And that 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 was it. That was like it just felt different. It felt like okay, this sounds cool. I could see people like smiling, and you know, it was just like okay, you know. And as soon as we kind of wrote knives, it was kind of like I don't know, man. Floodgates opened, and it was just this, it just got heavier and more intense and more technical and more. And it was just like oh shit, here we go. <laughs> you know, it was like and yeah, that was the moment we were looking for for those six or eight weeks. You know, we were just writing to find that moment. You know. And I think you've absolutely captured it. I know I keep talking about it, but I'm really impressed with the album, dude. I keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep throwing it because, yeah, I've, I've just been spinning it and spinning. I was spinning it at work and, yeah, I love it, man. But, uh, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Peter Tagrin from um, Hypocrisy recently about recording vocals. And he said that, you know, he, he loves singing live but he's even with all his gear and his crazy studio he still struggles to get comfortable recording vocals in a in a booth and everything like that and everything being how do you find that i mean even after all this time you know how do you get comfortable and and find that space yeah i mean i couldn't agree more man like being in a vocal booth i'm a guitar player as well all i know is like playing guitar and singing live on stage that you know that being in a studio with headphones on, nothing in my hands, standing differently with this massive mic and a pop. It's like, it, honestly, it's, it's like even now, seven albums in, it's still a very uncomfortable, weird, unnatural thing, you know? So for me, it's more just accepting it is what it is and just trying to forget about the weirdness yeah. and just focus, on, just focus on the delivery as much as possible. You know, that, that's, that's the best way to describe it. It's, it. it's such a weird thing singing in a studio. It's, it's completely horrible. I hate it. You know, it's not the best part of the gig at all. It's very comforting hearing, hearing you say that because <laughs> I hate yeah, it as well. Yeah, every, yeah, everyone I've spoken, you know, every vocalist I've spoken to about it, it's, it's, it's they, you know, some don't hate it, but it's still not the vibe. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, you know, especially in metal, you know, you're trying to kind of, capture this performance and this ferocity in like a tiny little room with like no one there watching you know it's just like it's, it's just a weird dynamic you know but i guess it just comes with experience and you just kind of try and channel all of that experience into delivering it into the mic and not feeling like a twat you know because you do it just feels ridiculous that's when you look around there's people looking at you <laughs> and you're like, you're like it's a different <laughs> In a studio, in a glass partition, and they're kind of just all like, hmm. "Yeah, it's like this is not rock and roll, but it's no, no. What it is. But there's things <laughs> on this album that you do, man. Like it, vocally, it's incredible, and that's why I was leading. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've you know, I've worked hard the last two or three years to kind of get to that point, you know. Um, and yeah, it was, it was the vocal sessions were challenging. You know, they were they were exhausting, fatiguing, frustrating. 
um but a lot of fun you know when, when it connects and you get that rip and take and you listen to it back like just in its most rawest form with no effects not, you know it's just like holy shit you know it, it was like yeah on fire right now so just tried to kind of capture that mindset and um you know just confident i think it's confident this album sounds confident you know and i think you, you can tell you know that we had the, that confidence going into the recording of this album was a huge part in kind of why it sounds so exciting i think you know absolutely absolutely what about the lyrical themes on, on this record what, what's the what's the one thing that's flowing throughout it that you that you, you found that was most personal I, th- I think for me i don't tend to kind of worry too much when i'm writing or, or overthink things or try you know but now now i've lived with it and i can really kind of digest it um that that the theme for me is is kind of letting go of 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 the past letting go of toxicity letting go of just letting go of anything that kind of is a burden or negativity on my life really it's um you know there's a common thread there which i didn't realize until you know obviously writing all the lyrics you know there's a song called knives there's a song called death by a thousand cuts yeah and there's lots of references to kind of just like cutting ties and letting go you know that it sounds savage the title you know knives bring out the knives all this shit it sounds like oh yeah but it's nothing to do with that you know it's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's kind of like cut let you know so yeah so for me it's just kind of you know i try to channel as much as much of me into the songs as possible sometimes that's not the case you can't do it every time seven albums it's not possible you know but i always try and kind of write about things which mean stuff and then just take it on a journey it can be the simplest idea of even a word and then i'll just start writing and see what happens you know so i tend not to overthink it when i'm writing lyrics how how does being a dad play into it as well you know because uh, you know i know how much it changed me over the years and, and my yeah. creative um expression and how how has that been for you has that have you noticed those differences and and your approach um not the approach no not from a musical point of view it hasn't really changed anything really it's just more of from a personal point of view obviously becoming a dad it's just it's just the most amazing mind-blowing roller coaster ride you know so for me i've just kind of i've learned to kind of i don't know kind of love life a bit more without sounding too deep you know they, they kind of being a dad just just opened my eyes to like how important like family is and and life and love and all these beautiful things is which, which you know is what makes humans tick really you know like creatively and musically I haven't it hasn't really got into my head and affected anything you know so I've, yeah. I've always tried to I've always tried to keep those sides of my life quite separate you know I've always been quite conscious of making sure that they don't interfere with each other because as soon as you start doing that you know things are going to get muddy and you know, it, it, it's not easy to be in a touring rock band and be a family man either, you know, so you've really got to be kind of firm on what is yeah. and what's personal, you know, I don't really overstep the lines. And also you've, you've started a Patreon as well. Is that how you say it? These, I, I never say, I'm too old to say things properly these days. I think <laughs> I mean, it's that's what I've been saying. Patreon. 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 You started it called that army of noise uh and a portion of of the su- sub subscriptions um goes to uh teenage cancer trust i believe is that right yes yeah uh, is that that sounds like it's a really personal thing um for you guys what, what mm. how'd that come where'd that come from to 
um it's just an idea that just an idea that i had that you know just just to give something back to to an organization which really kind of needs and 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 wants and uses this money to a cause where is undeniably justified you know yeah. I, I, we've done a lot of things with teenage cancer trust here in the uk for, for years you know we did a well, we had an amazing experience of of playing the Royal Albert Hall here in London. I think it was about 2008 or 2009, which was a Teenage Cancer Trust event, which we headlined all the money to that. You know, everyone works for free. All the money raised from the tickets goes to, you know, it's just, and it's a weekly event. So, you know, it's, um you can have everyone from like Ed Sheeran doing it to Bola. You know, they always have a very diverse, yeah. eclectic kind of week of shows, which is fantastic. And it's all channeled towards helping young, young kids and, young adults in a time of absolute desperation you know and it's just I don't know I just I just felt like you know it, it was a, an opportunity to do something for other people which I don't know man just felt like it was a nice thing to do you know absolutely no I I think that's incredible that was the one thing that really jumped down is you know yeah you know I've, I've done a lot like I've done a lot with Teenage Cancer Trust as well behind the scenes when I've been on tour and going to hospitals mm. doing ward visits for the cancer units as well for the kids you know and just kind of going in saying hello trying to make them smile for a bit you know and you know when you when you when you see that shit it's hard not to kind of want to get involved and help you know so as 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 difficult as as those ward visits were and stuff like that you know you really get to understand how intense this is for for, for and it's for kids man you know they're going through this hideous kind of moment which you know they, no, no one deserves that shit especially not a child you know so yeah. i don't know man it, it just kind of just it just felt like an opportunity to kind of um just raise awareness just by putting that on the patreon but also you know some of the monies that are raised by the subscriptions to just channel that in and just just do it every month you know just get it across that's beautiful mate like that really is it means something to a lot of people so yeah, yeah that's that's awesome dude that's awesome but you know as long as i can remember here's the thing bullet have been a big part of the metal scene down here in australia especially big love for bullet in Australia, you you know that already, but it's fun. The funny thing is, I used to work in a music store, and it's like one day, day you guys just appeared. It you know right. what I mean? like, and it was like everyone had the shirts, everyone had the, it was just you you were just there, and it it was like this quiet rise that just took everything by storm. That's the one thing I remember. Every yeah. kid that came into the store was a Bullet fan, and you probably saw that all over the world. You know, did yeah. You, I mean, did like behind the behind the scenes, it wasn't an overnight thing. You know, we'd worked since we were like in school, like young teenagers, yeah. all throughout our, our older teens into our twenties. Like 22, 23 comes around, it's like oh, we're still not, you know. And so there was a lot of a lot of work and effort. Um, and obviously, we managed to get that record deal. We managed to make a blah blah blah, and yeah. And then the record came out, and the ascendancy was pretty wild, you know. So. Yeah. So yeah, great times though, man. You know, like kind of a fairy tale. When you know, when I talk to people about those days, especially, you know, it was um, you know, it still feels like a fairy tale to me. It doesn't really feel real. You know, it's weird. But you know, it's not many bands get to see the world at that even that young of an age. You know, it's you've experienced so much, and even down here in Australia. I mean, you've been here a ton of times. I think it was the last time. Or was it Good Things? Was that the last time we saw you? Yeah, I think it was a 2018 or something like that, December 2018, something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What a wild ride, man. I mean, it, yeah. can we see you again at some point? 
I'm like, I know what I'm trying to say, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're you know, we, we love coming to Australia, man. It's, 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 it always feels like home away from home. You know, it's a pain in the ass to get there. <laughs> yeah. But once we're there, it does feel like we're amongst family, you know, and it does, it does feel like we, we belong, you know, and I'm not saying that because we're talking, you know, it really does feel like it's, 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 it's home from home. You know, we always had the best time there. The fans have always been really cool with us. You know, we've got some incredible memories of doing shows in Australia, you know, and, you know, we, we have, you know, great memories. I have a, something on my wall. I'll show you right now. Yeah. And I was on internet in one room and then it disconnected the other one. Anyways, this <laughs> is what I was going to show you. So check it out. It's going to be oh, look at that. Look at that. So I remember that was presented to us in Sydney when we were on stage by the label. That is incredible. It's present, presented to Matt. So gold sales of Fever, gold sales of Screaming of Fire, gold sales of Poison, platinum sales DVD like of Brixton. From all your friends at Sony Australia, blah, 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 blah. So. You know, that take, that's taken pride of place in my hallway as soon as you walk to the door, you know. So, yeah, man, we've, you know, we had a great, we've had a great relationship since day one with our Australian fans, you know, and it means a lot, man. That's awesome. We're going to have to get you another one, eh? I think those days are gone, man, but, you know, we can always hope. We can always oh, hope. Album always sales, do. they're like, yeah, not interested anymore. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think the album's going to go very well, regardless. And we hope you it's can come fun. back. Absolutely. I mean, when everything opens up, we'd love to see you again. That's for sure. You're always welcome down here and we love you. More bullet for the for Australia. That's what I say. But uh, Matt, thanks for hanging, man. No problem, dude. Thanks for having me. That's Enjoy all right. The rest of your day. Hey, I will. And uh, stay safe over there and tell the rest of the boys I said hey. Will do, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Bye. Later. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 